Welcome back to Can You Believe This? The weekly podcast that brings you humorous interviews with fictional but fascinating people while exploring all manner of topics. Sit back and enjoy. And as always, please leave your feedback along with any great ideas of your own on my Facebook page at facebook.ca forward slash podcast 1955. You can also send me your emails at comments at canyoubelievethis.ca. Our first topic deals with a new approach to daycare. On the line with us today is Sandra Allen, the director of Devil May Care Daycare in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show, Sandra. Thank you so much for your interest in DMC. Well, we're glad to have you on air today. Daycare is a huge priority for many Canadians, with lots more kids than there are places to house them. Just the same here, Peter. Let's start with that name, Devil May Care Daycare. It certainly rolls off the tongue. What's the story there? When Jim and Marcy, our owners, were casting about for a place to start a daycare, they were attracted to an old Victorian home in Gettysburg. It had been unlived in for years, but it had great bones. The home had lots of small rooms and a huge living room. Even with the poor wiring, lead paint, and asbestos tile, the place was ideal for their needs. After they took possession, they rolled back the carpet in the living room, and lo and behold, they found a pentagram etched into the floorboards and a lot of candle wax. Well, now I know where the name came from. You bet. As practicing Wiccans, the owner saw this as a sign of future prosperity. But it isn't all about the money for Jim and Marcy. In fact, they wanted to create a space where people who could not afford daycare could still send their kids. I'm glad you mentioned that, Sandra. I understand that they came up with a business plan that is making Devil May Care the envy of daycare centers across the state. Jim and Marcy are great at thinking outside the box. They reached out to the business community here in Gettysburg, and the response has been overwhelming. In fact, we have sponsors literally waiting in line. What's your secret? Did you know that families spend between $9,000 and $25,000 in childcare-related expenditures every year? and that food, clothing, and education account for a large part of that total? That's news to me. It was to me too, but Jim and Marcy did their research. And don't you know, there were so many companies out there who were interested in what the little ones wanted to play with, eat, and wear to daycare. A match made in heaven? (laughs) You bet. Parents who needed free daycare saw the benefits as well, and soon enough, we had over 50 kids signed into the new program. Signed in? Sure, just a few forms for the parents, waivers, and that sort of thing, period. But those kids get the benefit of so many choices. Sounds great. How does it work? Here is the great thing. Remember I said that the house had lots of small rooms? That's where the kids get to try different foods, pick out new toys, and try on different clothes. In fact, we even have soaps and shampoos they can try if they get dirty. What kind of results have you seen? Well, we do have more turnover in daycare spots than other centers, but 
on the whole, the parents are happy to send the little ones here. Most are thankful for the free lunch program. So what's in store for Gavel May Care? This has been such a great success story that Jim and Marcy are looking at franchising. Of course, there are some legalities involved, but I've been told that most states would have no objection. Canada is looking pretty good as well. You never know when a Devil May Care daycare will open near you. It's been great chatting, and best of luck. Next, we'll take a look at a novel way in which to use green energy on the farm. As our listeners know, our show shines a spotlight on some of the most interesting and innovative products available. I would say that the prairie sale is one of the most interesting. Here to tell us about it is the inventor, Dr. Sullivan. A big welcome to you, Dr. Sullivan. Oh, thank you, Peter. Please, call me David. May I say that it is my great pleasure to be on this esteemed show. The pleasure is all ours, David. The name Prairie Sales brings to mind a number of images, most of which have nothing to do with the prairies. Where did the name come from? My team was looking for an efficient alternative to gasoline and diesel fuel and how that might impact farmers. A number of ideas were bandied around, including the use of jet fuel, old-fashioned furnaces mounted to farm equipment, and even giant wheels powered by hundreds of gophers. Those pesky but useful animals live by their thousands on the prairies. What did you settle upon? The jet fuel idea ran into some difficulties. Many of our test farmers were injured in those trials. Furnaces proved too heavy, and the average farmer can carry enough oil on board to make this a practical solution. And gophers were easy to catch, but they proved to be a lazy animal. It took several thousand to drive the large wheels needed to power our equipment. If gophers didn't work, where did you turn to next? Quite by accident. I was watching TV on a Sunday morning. Great story about the Spanish Armada that sailed from Lisbon in 1588. The fleet was majestic, and all the galleons had one thing in common. They were powered by huge sails. I had my answer. Wind power. Well, of course, everyone knows about wind farms and the use of windmills to generate electricity. That's right, Peter. But the use of sails on farm equipment has never been considered. We set to work designing the type and size of sails required to move those heavy vehicles. The average combine weighs 45,000 pounds. Take the engine, and it weighs far less. Turns out that a single sail just 20 stories high will do the trick. Smaller sales will power tractors and even pickups. We outfitted an entire farm and the results could not have been more promising. That's exciting. A green solution to farming. Are there any drawbacks? They're minor, really. A good stiff wind helps and, of course, farmers have to be trained on this new platform. Customers use our simulators to get their certification. We have all sorts of scenarios, including no wind and too much wind. In our efforts to bring down the weight of these machines, we've taken out a few parts, including the braking system and course... There's no emergency cutoff switch. So this isn't for everyone? Oh, I wouldn't say that, but sometimes the learning curve is just too steep. But if the farmer wants the equipment, who are we to say no? And after all that, what a sight it is to see giant sails gliding across the prairies. At the end of every harvest, we organize a regatta. Hundreds of combines, tractors, and trucks, their sails arcing across the windswept sky in silent homage to this most elegant and green solution to farming life. David? The thought of seeing that marvel brings a tear to my eyes. Thank you for doing this today. May the wind always be at your back, Peter. This concludes today's show. If you liked it, tell everyone you know. Come back next week for some more great interviews. <laughs>